Good morning, everybody. Uh, so I first just want to say that it's an honor to be on this panel with uh, true pioneers uh, in our community. Uh, they have each learned, accomplished, and forgotten more than I could even imagine. So it's, it's very humbling to, to be on the same panel as them. Uh, like I said, my name is, is Eric. Uh, I was raised in a Messianic Jewish home. Uh, my mom was raised reform, secular, conservative, a mix of a lot of, a lot of different Judaisms, and my dad Christian. I accepted Yeshua as Messiah and Lord of my life when I was 17. Uh, soon after, I started helping Mark and Dara uh, with the youth Shamashim, and I began studying apologetics. In undergrad, I was vice president of my campus's Ratio Christi, a Christian apologetics club, alongside Jonathan uh, as the president. And I've been coming to Messiah Conference every year since 2014, and I was on LT for 2015, 2016, so I'm a proud member of the YMJA. And so going back to, I just want to share some stories about uh, what I, my experiences in sharing the gospel and sharing with others and in thinking through a lot of the issues that arise in our community. And I think kind of interwoven through it, you'll, you'll see some, some method and some uh, approaches that uh, at least I have found helpful. So in undergrad, Jonathan and I, we would host weekly discussions or lectures in talk to students on topics like, can we trust the Bible? What is the Trinity? Should abortion be legal? Do Christians and Muslims worship the same God? And many other topics like it. Sometimes we would have 30 to 40 students there listening to the lecture or engaging in an open discussion. And often we would spend hours afterwards continuing these conversations. All the time we would hear feedback like, this is some of the best conversation I've ever had. Or I didn't know that you could argue about religion without yelling at each other. Or, I learned so much coming here and learning a different perspective. We would also host formal debates. We brought in scholars to debate questions like, are the Gospels historically reliable? And does God exist? Each of these having hundreds of people in attendance, much of it being from the student body. We were able to bring the Gospel and truths about God and the Bible to hundreds of people at KSU, ranging from atheists, Mormons, Muslims, nominal Christians, and Jewish people. In 2017, we brought in Dr. Michael Brown to debate a local rabbi, Daniel Freitag, on the question of, is Jesus the Jewish Messiah? Somehow we were able to get a full back-page advertisement in the Atlanta Jewish Times, reaching tens of thousands of Jewish people in the Atlanta area. We had around 200, 250 people come to the event, many Jewish people from the Atlanta community, and even a handful from the Orthodox Jewish community. Between the two videos of the debate posted on YouTube, this debate has been viewed over 300,000 times. Amen. So what's my point in sharing all of this? Uh, it's not to say that this is what everyone should be doing. Uh, Jonathan and I, we were blessed with a unique opportunity and with unique resources, being a campus club at a well-funded public university. And, but, you know, if you can do all those things, do them. It was amazing. Uh, but that is not my point in, in sharing. My point is that we hear a lot in our culture that no one cares about seeking truth anymore. We hear, oh, that's true for you, but not for me, or this is my truth, or uh, that's not for me, but I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. So how can we share the gospel if claims like God is real, or the wages of sin is death, or Yeshua is the Messiah of Israel and the whole world, if they're just perceived as true for us and no one else? How can we recommend our faith to others if people don't believe capital T truth is real? 
So while that attitude has proliferated and is something we must learn uh, how to deal with uh, in outreach, my experience has shown me that this attitude is not universal, not even among people my age, young millennial, old Gen Z. There are still many people who still care about truth-seeking and testing truth claims. There are still people who understand that if something is true for someone else, it's potentially just true, and they want to make sure that they are fully considering it. So there's still so much need for apologetics and engaging deeply intellectually about our faith. I think this need will only grow as the world spirals into more and more confusion, and people will see they do, in fact, need answers and will seek them. So I encourage us to do as 1 Peter 3.15 instructs, that is, in our, heart, in our hearts to honor Messiah the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. But the true for you but not for me people are people that we will encounter, and we do need to know how to share the gospel with them. So for, for this group of people, I honestly don't have a lot of answers for you. I'm, I'm certainly more comfortable about my faith, about talking about my faith with someone who will say that I'm wrong and they'll argue about the truth, because uh, that just means we share a lot more presuppositions that we can uh, pursue and that we just care about what is true more. Uh, but recently I have at least gained some more experience with this and have gained a little bit of insight that I'd like to share. In September of last year, Jonathan and I came on staff with Chosen People Ministries and I've spent the last 10 months in Manhattan doing campus ministry near NYU. And this is, this is one of the capitals of the This Is My Truth community. One of the ways Jonathan and I would engage with people is by going to a popular park nearby, Washington Square Park, with a, with a phone on a handheld tripod and a small shotgun mic. We would approach people in the 18 to 30-year-old range and ask them if they wanted to be interviewed for a Messianic Jewish Instagram account. Most often, they would say no. But then we'd respond, oh, that's all right. Do you still mind chatting just off camera? We'd still love to talk to you. And a good amount of times, they'd say, all right, yeah, that's, that's fine. Let's do it. And so often, the original prompt that, that we had in mind uh, had something to do with a recent or upcoming Jewish holiday. So we would start there. Uh, if they were Jewish, we'd learn what kind of home they were raised in by the kind of answer they would give, whether it be secular, conservative, orthodox. Uh, and then we would ask, do you still follow the same traditions now? Or what does your religious life look like now? And they would often say they became less religious or less traditional than uh, when they were raised. Sometimes they became atheists even. Others became spiritual but not religious. Then here's the cool thing. Three or four times, these young Jewish students or professionals would then turn and ask, what about you? What kind of home were you raised in? Or even, what is Messianic Judaism? Because we, we would mention it earlier. We would it, we'd introduce ourselves as a Messianic Jewish Instagram account. And they would ask all these questions about our faith. So within telling my own story, uh, I would be able to share the gospel. I could say that when I turned 17, I finally took ownership of the message I heard my whole life growing up in a Messianic synagogue, that God raised Yeshua from the dead to show he is the Messiah and provides forgiveness of my sins, a close relationship with him, and eternal life. They'd respond with something like, wow, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> but here's the point. Well, I'm not sure how to get them to care about the gospel, it's easier than ever to share the gospel, especially with young people. They are so open to everything, especially your story. 
They want authenticity, and your authentic story will usually be well-received. So even though they may be so open to everything that they hold to nothing, they are open to hearing the gospel, and faith comes from hearing. Hearing the gospel moves people, even if they hold to a faulty notion of truth. So say what you want to say, just say it as your story. Uh, this is not this is non-threatening to them, but they still hear it and even enjoy hearing it. So share your story and then pray. And probably the most important part of this is to first genuinely listen to their story and do it without judgment. It's not the time to condemn them for whatever sin they mention. Just listen and hear where they are. So the, the next thing I want to share, um, I want to share with humility uh, and from personal experience uh, and with an openness to, to talk further about it, but, but also with conviction. So we want to reach our people and keep our people in Yeshua faith and in Jewish identity. It's difficult to maintain Yeshua faith in a non-Messian Jewish community, and it's difficult to maintain Jewish identity in a church setting. So a Messianic synagogue is the best place for a Jewish follower of Yeshua to worship and live out their faith, especially a healthy Messianic synagogue. And so we need to do a better job of retaining young people. I know personally, and I've heard many stories of young Messianic Jews who are leaving Messianic communities, even ones that they were raised in, because they are unsatisfied with the authenticity of the congregation, particularly the authenticity of the Jewishness of the congregation. There's an increasing discomfort with walking into what is supposed to be a Jewish space with Jews authentic, authentically worshiping Yeshua in Jewish ways, but then finding many people there wearing seat seat on belt loops, blowing shofars at inappropriate times, and hearing attempts at pronouncing the divine name, and very bad attempts at that. So while this may sound harsh, I think we should take it as a positive sign. Young Messianic Jews care deeply about expressing an authentic faith in Yeshua in an authentic Jewish setting, and they want this to be their community here in Messianic Judaism. The UMJC, with some help from friends from other organizations, including our own MJAA, conducted a survey of teen and young adult Messianic Jews and produced a report over 150 pages long. They produced a lot of statistics and findings and analyzations and recommendations with plenty of caveats that I recommend reading. Uh, it's free on their website. Uh, and there's much more than the paragraph I will quote for you. But I want to share this quote from the concluding section because it resonates with me personally and with many young Messianic Jewish adults that I have spoken with about what we are looking for in this community. The, re the report says, Many young adults and teens were excited by the opportunity to live out their Messianic faith in a Jewish context with others who share the same views. Sharing the unique expression of Jewish life in Messiah includes support for Jewish traditions, such as vibrant holiday celebrations, Jewish life cycle events, Shabbat services, which include a Torah service, reading from the Torah and New Testament, Hebrew liturgy, as well as modern worship music, learning about and combating anti-Semitism, engaging in community service projects to Kunulam, and having some consistent halakhic standards that make Messianic Jewish congregations recognizable throughout North America. Thus, a strong focus on relationships with young people and cultivating faith in Yeshua within Jewish space are key to growing a relevant Messianic Jewish community. 
So here we find that young adult Messianic Jews want more vibrant, Yeshua-centered Judaism. We want to be more deeply involved in Jewish worship of Yeshua with liturgy, combating anti-Semitism in our communities, and forming a more stable and recognizing and recognizable community, and making an impact in the wider communities in which we live. We want more stable definitions, community standards, and more and more authentic Jewish expressions. We want this done with excellence and with a genuine attitude, not as a missionary strategy or as a performance for Christians or as a place for Hebrew roots people to cosplay Judaism. We want to do these things because we are Messianic Jews and these are the things Messianic Jews should do. So my two messages here today are, first, to be prepared to share the gospel with Jewish people who have many different attitudes towards truth, those who care about it and those who don't, and just know that they are both receptive to hearing the gospel. And let's grow into what young Messianic Jews want, not only to keep us here, but because we want the right things. Thank you.